0: Welcome back to Here in Their Sports. It's been a while. It's good to be back.
1: Yep, it is. It's uh, been a couple weeks. Um, obviously, you know, a lot's happened, Super Bowl, and um, yeah. now everyone's, uh, there's a new football league out, and uh, the All Star breaks past, and we're all looking forward to the uh, NFL draft and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been been uh, somewhat of a mellow few weeks in sports, but at the same time, there have been. A few things going on. For example, uh, did you watch Duke North Carolina last night?
1: Uh, I wasn't able to actually, but I was. I was actually at the San Diego State uh, Nevada game, which was a big upset. Yeah. But um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I know about it. Obviously, with uh, Zion going down, I, I got a, some clips of it. So, what do you what do you think? there's a lot of talk today, obviously, about you know should he come back? He's obviously. I, I mean, he's going to be the number one pick. Um, Should he even risk it, you know, coming back to Duke? What do you think on that?
0: Right. I mean, from the college basketball fan standpoint in me, I hope that he returns and plays because I want to see the best teams at full strength. So it's hard for me to say that he shouldn't come back and play, but that's a selfish standpoint from me as a fan um, because the reality is he has millions of dollars on the line and there's really... Not too much that can come out of him playing, finishing the season at Duke. Nothing great that can happen for him. He's already proven that he's a number one pick caliber player. The only thing that could happen is he could injure himself and lose all that money. So the smart decision for him, I'm not saying this is the right decision, but financially the smart decision would be to shut it down, be the number one pick, and secure the bag Um but that being said, this this conversation has kind of led to talks about whether the NBA should lower the uh the required age to be drafted at 18. Do you think that's a move that they should do?
1: Um, you know, I I mean, I, I love the NBA and college basketball. I'm probably more of an I oh, I I am more of an NBA guy. Um, but here's the thing. If obviously going back to Zion real quick, um I, I, Yeah, like you said, it's selfish for college. My thing is if he decides to not come back and he just decides to forego it, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of these guys who are stars, who who now they set the precedent that like, oh, I'm hurt, I'm I'm out. So I think college basketball could take a massive hit. Um, I'm not a Duke fan, so (laughs) um, I I wish the best for him. But, you know, uh, I think it could help some other teams in the field. But, um, you know, the lowering the age... Here's my problem with that. Then you're going to start seeing with the NBA draft, you're going to be seeing a lot of guys come out of high school with a lot of raw potential, but that's not, you know, refined. Um, and obviously the only guys that come out of high school have been you know, Kobe and LeBron and uh, you know, all these greats. But, uh, um, you know, I, I'd like to see at least a year in college basketball, uh, help these guys refine their skills a little bit and then come to the NBA draft more ready um, and not just be like completely developmental prospects because guys coming out of high school, I don't care how good you are. They're not going to be balling in the NBA unless you're, you know, Kobe or um,
0: right. once in a generational guys. Exactly. Yeah, um, I somewhat disagree with you there. I mean, I am more of a college basketball guy than I am an NBA guy. So I really enjoy seeing the top players in college basketball, Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett. And all these guys that you know are one and done players at these big time programs, but really is what makes NCAA exciting in many people's eyes. But I think that they should, if if a player is ready to go to the NBA out of high school, I think that they should be able to do that. I think they should lower the required age to be drafted, and I think that does a few things. That gives power to the players to be able to make their own choices and not risk. a career-ending injury where they lose out on a bunch of money they can go to the league if they want and they have the freedom to do that and also yes you would be losing out on a lot of talent in college basketball but part of the excitement to college basketball and really college sports in general to me is kind of the um there are inexperienced guys in there making mistakes but I, i don't care if they're all uh once in a generational players i think that it's just I would rather see passionate guys out there that are really playing for their school or playing to get drafted uh, with a lot of passion and energy than guys that are just saying, "Okay, you know, I'll go to Kentucky for a year and then get drafted and make a bunch of money." So I, I think that they actually should lower the draft age.
1: Yeah, I mean, I see your point there. I, I it's a little like I just think that if if they do that then there's going to be a lot of guys who aren't once in generational talents, obviously who are deciding to come out and then, you know, then it's, then it could, it's not going to be like this, but it could tend to be more like the MLB draft where, you know, guys aren't even going into play, not even be on the right. roster right away. You know, um, obviously it's, there's only two rounds and NBA drafts completely different, but in, in that sort of sense, like and, and then you have the problem of like, well, this guy is, looks, like, super skilled, but he's playing a bunch of high school guys. And, you know, that's like saying, oh, LaMelo Ball is going to be a star in the NBA. Well, we don't know that. We need to make sure he can play in at college um, against top-tier talent. Because, like, you know, if Zion had not played at Duke for this half season so far, or whatever he decides to do, um, I mean, I, I if I was a GM, I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him with the number one pick. I don't care how good he looked at his high school mm-hmm. tape. It just, you know. So I think you'd have a lot of this, like, don't really know on guys and i guess there's a part of that that you could like um but you know I, I i wouldn't be a big fan of that
0: right no i i see your point and i think that for the vast majority i mean 99.99 percent of players they still would end up going to college but i think that it would just create a dynamic where uh players aren't just going to college for a year because they have to just to get drafted also you know that that creates um a little bit more controversy with, I don't really want to get into this, but schools potentially paying players, um, the yeah. most highly coveted players, to just go there for a year. Um, but that's just my take on that. Yeah. Well, um,
1: you know, it's like a little college basketball. Moving into, uh, obviously, the uh, the NFL drafts coming up. NFL free agency and the combine. Um, it's, it's so exciting, after uh, at this time of year for the NFL so, getting to the NFL draft a little bit, you know, obviously you have the Cardinals picking one, you have your Giants picking at six, um, uh, the Raiders at three, I believe. Uh, wh- what are some things that jump out to you? Some prospects, any, some, some, some teams that, or a player that you'd like to go to a certain team? What stands out to you this year about this huge draft?
0: Well, I would really like Russell Wilson to go to the Giants, as Colin Cowherd <laughs> says. I don't know how much legitimacy there is to that possibility. But I, besides that outlandish sort of pipe dream, I, I love Eli Manning, but I would be fine if the Giants took a quarterback, um, preferably Dwayne Haskins, but odds are he wouldn't be sitting there at six. Kyler Murray, I really liked in college. You know, I, a lot of people question his height. He's the same height as Russell Wilson, which obviously being smaller is a disadvantage, but he can still play with the big boys. I don't, I would not want them to take Daniel Jones out of Duke just because I Daniel Jones is kind of the equivalent of Josh Rosen in this year's draft class to me. Just a guy that didn't really stand out in um in college very much with too many skills that didn't really do too much to jump out. That just kind of gets given the benefit of the doubt as a prototype quarterback. Uh, so I'm not huge on Daniel Jones, but I, if I could pick one player from this draft to go to the Giants, I would probably say Dwayne Haskins. And my reason for that is I do think he's a little bit raw, but I think that he also has the most potential out of any quarterback. And I think Eli Manning does have a few more good years left. So I think that he can sit behind Eli Manning and develop for a while, sort of Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre style, and then be ready to go in a few years.
1: Do you think... The Giants should keep Odell.
0: It honestly, it depends on what the return would be for him. If if someone's knocking at the door with a first round draft pick, and they say we'll take Odell's contract off your hands and we'll offer you, you know, a first and a second for next year or a first and a young player, you know, I I would just say go for it. At this point, I know he's been injured, but. He has all the potential. I just don't really see him contributing to the team to the point where the Giants would be a Super Bowl contender in the next few seasons anyway. So I think they should get the return for him that they can now. Um, did, obviously, what people say is that with Odell, the Giants have the possibility to have a star-powered offense, Eli Saquon, Engram, Odell... But people have been saying that for the past five years that the Giants have had all the pieces in place on offense. It, it's not going to be done with skilled players. It's going to take an O-line. It's going to take more stability on defense, maybe even coaching. So there's a ways to go before that. And So I think that Odell Beckham Jr. is absolutely very expendable right
1: now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I uh, Obviously, looking at the Giants, Saquon Barkley is you know a stud. Um, he helped my fantasy team. This year, but on the other hand, Evan Ingram did not help my fantasy team at all this year. Um, He—it's funny—he was kind of the hot pick for you know the the tight end that was going to jump player, and he really didn't. I know he had some injury problems this year, but yeah, I I wonder. I don't quite understand the letting Landon Collins go. Frankly, Um, the fact that they the Giants took him in the second round, kind of groomed him, and he did under Steve Spagnola. Now The new chief defensive coordinator, so I'm hoping that happens, yeah. but uh, I, I don't uh, really understand why they're letting him go. But to the draft, I, I really think Haskins would be a good um uh pick there. You could let him, I wouldn't let Eli go the full year, um, depending on how, how it's going. If if Eli obviously has a career resurrection or something, which I don't think is going to happen, but um, I think I think he could learn some things from Eli. Um, I think Kyler. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I feel like Kyler, like, in, in New York and in that kind of market, with obviously Odell and Saquon, all, the, all these big – I would say Saquon. It's Saquon. Um, uh, around him. I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like Dwayne would be a little bit better to handle the big pressure of obviously playing in a New York Giant uniform. Um, but uh, going back to the draft a little bit, do you think there's any chance that the Cardinals – Dump Rosen for Murray?
0: No, I, I don't. I think there's no chance. I mean, I don't think the Cardinals should have taken Rosen. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. I don't think he is that good of a quarterback. And I think maybe even the Cardinals realize it to an extent. But there's no way that after taking him in the first round last year, and you know he wasn't he wasn't Ryan Leaf terrible. He wasn't Jamarcus Russell terrible. He wasn't very good. But there was there was some um, some foundation to build on. So I don't think that it's in even conceivable that the Cardinals take another franchise quarterback a year after selecting Josh Rose.
1: Yeah. I, I, I thought there, there could be a possibility if there was like an Andrew luck type of prospect. That's like, Whoa, There's this guy's time. ready to go. Exactly. I don't understand that from the Cardinals perspective. I think, I think they're just throwing it out there to try to get quarterback needy teams to trade up. But, um, You would be dumping a guy that, frankly, I'm not out on Rosen yet. I mean, he played on a horrible team with not a lot of weapons, frankly. I mean, David Johnson had kind of a down year. Um, Fitz is up there, but he's getting up there in age. Um, And and an atrocious offensive line, frankly. Um, I I wouldn't dump him to get a quarterback with maybe just as many questions or more. Um, More talented, yes, I agree. So, Or I agree, but... uh, you know, I, I wouldn't dump a quarterback after one year to get a guy that I don't know if he can see over anybody. <laughs> so I'm, I, I'd go get the best tie rusher in the draft and
0: build from there. So I mean, I, I mean, first of all, I think that Kyler Murray. I mean, as short as he is, and as many questions there are about his potential to be an actual um, functioning NFL quarterback, he looked pretty freaking good against Alabama. I mean, while they were getting. Manhandle. I know they were getting manhandled in that college football semifinal game, but he, he had one throw 40 yards off his back foot. He just kind of flung it for a touchdown. I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of raw potential there for Kyler Murray, but I want to ask you, not the Cardinals, but one of these other teams kind of... One of these other teams like the Buccaneers that are kind of up the top or Buccaneers or Jaguars or even the Dolphins. Would you see any of these teams... Uh, are you buying high on Nick Foles if you're the GM on one of those types of teams?
1: Yes, I am. Uh, if I'm the Jaguars, I am paying anything I have to get Nick Foles. Frankly, um, the, frankly their whole offense is atrocious outside of Leonard Fournette. I mean, they have no receivers. Um, so, if, if, I'm, if I'm the GM of the Jaguars, I am signing Nick Foles. I'm throwing a bunch of money at him, and I'm taking that pick. I'm trading down. I'm taking two receivers in the top first two rounds and hope one of these guys or go sign somebody – something because they really do not have a lot of talent there um the Bucks, the Bucks is tough I mean I, I know uh Arians is there he'll get that turned around but you, know, you got Fitz everyone knows what Fitz is and I think it's time to move on from Jameis I mean Jameis has proven that he 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 can't handle it I mean he, he's
0: yeah right, right yeah.
1: he's Jameis Winston so th- that that experiment's over um The Dolphins, I think, will get one of these quarterbacks. I think they're going to get Kyler Murray. Um, Frankly, I I think they're going to trade up. Um, But another team to watch that I'm really intrigued is the Raiders. The Raiders have three picks in the first round. They got holes everywhere. But let's not forget, they do have John Gruden. They do have Derek Carr. I know Derek Carr has had some problems. But he's not a terrible quarterback. And um, they have some pieces. They have some young pass rushers. So... You know, if they were to take a Rashawn Gary out of Michigan and then load up uh, in the secondary, maybe a Greedy Williams later in the draft or something. You know, these Raiders have a lot of picks, and they got two next year as well. So, they're a team I'm very interested to see on draft day.
0: Yeah, so if you were, say you were the Raiders and you wanted to take a wide receiver, who would you take there?
1: I think Nikhil Harry is the best receiver in the draft. I know A.J. Brown's okay. really good, D.K. Metcalf. I- Uh, there's a good receiver draft this year but watching Nikhil Harry and what he did to my USC Trojans was uh, uh, he was on an Arizona State football team that it was was a good team but outside of him there wasn't a ton of weapons and I I really think that he has the the top end speed but he's also big too he reminds me a lot of how he plays DeAndre Hopkins in a way he's able to use his body and go up and get contested balls Um, what about you though what do you think the best receiver draft is?
0: W- w- was that was that against I, yeah I agree with Nikhil Harry. was that against USC that he made a falling down one-handed catch was that a, was that uh, I US-
1: think so I, I there was a catch he made that that SC had him in like a third and 12 and they were tra- yeah because SC came back they were up big on us yeah and then they, he like Emile Marshall knocked it away and then it
0: popped back yeah. to, it was crazy yeah something like that um I'm, I'm going to ask you a few more uh, probing questions about the draft here. What do you think the strongest position is in the draft? Most top heavy.
1: Mm, I think they got a good defensive end draft um, with, uh, you know, Rashawn Gary and uh, obviously Bosa and Montez Sweat. a couple of these guys. I think corner is good. Uh, Greedy Williams. I like Byron Murphy from yeah. uh, Washington and uh, DeAndre Baker. Um, Safety is a good draft, and I'd go receiver. Uh, obviously, it's it, it, quarterback. I don't know. Um, not a great offensive line draft. Not a ton of names in the top 15, but uh, um, I, I think D
0: line, corner, something like that. What about you? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's definitely somewhere on the defense, in my opinion. Probably just that D line position. Even a guy like, I mean, Devin Bush that can stack the box. He's technically a linebacker, but just. Around that general area, but yeah, man, defensive uh, defensive back also DeAndre Baker, Greedy Williams, Deontay Thompson. So I think it's a really good draft defensive wise. And from the mock drafts I've seen, is there who's the number one running back? Even uh, they're,
1: they're saying uh, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama, or in number two, Devin Singletary out of Florida Atlantic. Florida Apparently Atlanta, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah.
0: was. Josh Jiggy, was he even Alabama's starting run, I, running back? Yeah, Damian he was Harris, the starter,
1: and then Damian Harris actually the third running back. And then listened. Najee Harris, Naji yeah, Harris. Yeah, I, I think he's staying. Okay, I, he's staying. I, but yeah, but running back, I, I I've heard him on a second round grade, something like that. Um, but uh, so moving to free agency more it's funny how in the year of the offense, obviously the Chiefs offense and the Rams and Saints all stuff, that now it's an all-defensive draft and a, frankly a really good defensive free agency with the safety position right. being as loaded as I've ever seen it. Um, right. What do you think some of the big-name free agents where they'll be going this offseason?
0: Um, well, did you say DeMarcus Lawrence he's going to get uh, franchise tags? They think, yeah,
1: they think Lawrence, uh, Clowney, Ford, uh, we'll all get tagged, and uh, yeah. Okay, okay, so
0: those are some those are some big pieces there. The franchise tag is, yeah, franchise tag is kind of not the best thing for the sport, in my opinion, but that that's a thing for another day. Uh, Earl Thomas, there's writing on the wall that he's going to go to Dallas, enrolling his kids in a Dallas school, I believe. And then we have... Sheldon Richardson, who is surprisingly only 28 years old. It seems like he's been in the league a really long time. There's him. The Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, um, who's a team that could maybe use a safety, do you think? Someone like the, the I don't know, Panthers? The Chiefs could use a safety. I didn't tell you that much. Yes, um, I'm sure they could.
1: What about, where do you think Le'Veon's going? Oh,
0: man. that That's... Le- Levy on Antonio Brown. The, the whole Steelers are just kind of a... We could weird. have a whole separate podcast on the Steelers. Yeah, we, we, we really could. And if Big Ben's their quarterback of the future. But, oh gosh, Le'Veon Bell. I'm trying to think of a team that could really use a running back and would be willing to spend a lot on Le'Veon Bell. I'm, um, the, the Redskins, maybe? I'm thinking I are going to be there for a while, so... I I go
1: I, I know the Jets are the favorite, but I really think the Jets... People keep throwing out the Colts. I'm a little surprised because I, I really think Marlon Mack is a very good running back, right, right. Um, and I don't think he gets enough credit. Um, but the Jets, I, I think he'd be a perfect fit, frankly, because you know Sam Darnold showed a lot of poise last season, especially towards the end. And now, you know, the Jets' defense is a very good defense um, with Jermaine Johnson and them back there, but You know, they they really had no weapons. I mean, Robbie Anderson was their best target all around on offense, and that tells you something. So getting Le'Veon, being able to have Darnold be able to dump it off to him, maybe getting a receiver in the draft, I think the Jets could frankly – I don't think they're going to win the AFC next year. It'll still be the Patriots. But um, I think they could actually at least finally give the Patriots some competition in the division to playing the Dolphins and the Bills, all these teams like that. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think we're in for another year of the Patriots next year. But that's a story for another day. And I don't want to think about the Patriots winning another Super Bowl. So, Do you think they'll take a quarterback this year? The Patriots? Mm-hmm. No way. They, they've, they've pushed every single quarterback aside to keep tom brady playing until he's 60 i mean i agree it's
1: just it's just brady wasn't the same this year i know they won the title but like uh, they, it wasn't because it wasn't i know brady being
0: superman that loud and then win the title i know but the patriots don't care about that i mean at this point they've won six championships like there's nothing more for them to accomplish so they, they might as well just let their greatest quarterback of all time just play however long he wants to and just preserve that sort of uh Legacy feel rather than kind of bring it to an abrupt stop. So, I, yeah, I see that. I think dating back from Matt Castle, they've pushed aside Ryan Mallet, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Jimmy Garoppolo, all these guys. They're going to they, regret Garoppolo. They're well, going to Well, they've won it two Super Bowls since getting rid of him. So
1: I know, just, but, but if, you, if they were held him, they got a second round pick out of him. I mean, if they held him and was literally like, "You're gonna play after next year or something like that, a year after," like at some point. But I mean, I don't care what Brady was declining a little bit this year. Obviously, they won the title, but I mean, he, you know, he, I mean, he he certainly didn't look that great in the Super Bowl. I mean, he made the plays when they needed to, but Sony Michelle carried that team in Edelman. Um, so yeah, I think at some point, especially since there's rumors of you know Belichick will be a turmoil there. Um, I wonder if Daniel Jones would be a good guy because he's, you know, he played all four years at Duke. Um, could really groom him, I guess, if Brady wants to do that, though. I'm not sure he would. Uh, um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see. If,
0: if the Patriots get another good quarterback after Brady, it's just ridiculous. But, yeah. I, I, I'm done with I Next year, I don't want to see any articles about the Patriots' dynasty. And I don't want to hear any Patriots' rumors I hate or him so turmoil much. or any of that. I just... I don't really give a rat's ass, to be honest.
1: We're going to on the next podcast. We're gonna do. We're gonna to do top five worst fan bases in the NFL. I have a couple things to say about this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we I, can do next time or now.
0: Are you? Gonna, were you
1: gonna say something? You,
0: you no. said okay, like it was.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we can do this next time. We can do it now.
0: Uh, I don't know. We're at twenty-five minutes. Do you think everyone's already left? Yeah, they they all left. So let's okay. let's just yeah. let's let's go eat. I'll, I need to go eat. I'm hungry. Okay, and ne- then we'll next, come back. Next edition, we got March Madness, NCAA tournament, and then fan bases. We got worst fan bases. We <laughs> need, we all need to hear that from. <laughs> we're, we're taking a negative attitude next podcast. And <laughs> yeah. be uh be on the
1: lookout for some uh, special guests coming up. Some very special guests. You won't miss.
0: And follow the Instagram.
1: Yeah, what's, the, oh, what's our Instagram again?
0: Here in their sports podcast. Okay, good. i just check it Yeah, in. and Raekwon Battle, four-star commit to UW, followed me on Instagram. So there's that.
1: Oh, that, that's real cool. Patrick Mahomes yeah. tweeted at me.
0: Really? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. I would be well, crying
1: if that, if I that did. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, okay. I did have Alan Bailey, defensive end for the Chiefs one time. I swiped up on his story and he said, he texted me back, thanks, man. <laughs> took a screenshot of that. Yeah. All right. It's
0: time to leave. Okay. All right. We'll see you next time. See ya.